Hello, I am Brother Chris, and welcome to One Living Word, where we examine and share spiritual lessons on one or more verses from one chapter of the Bible. Today we're focusing on the topic, Make Us One, based on our reading of Psalm 133 and verse 1. Let us hear what the word of the Lord has to say in this passage of Scripture. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. If we want to be effective witnesses in this world, it is very important that the people of God adhere to what the psalmist David said in Psalm 133 and verse 1. We just read, David said, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Do you see what David said about the effect of unity among God's people? It is a pleasant and a good thing. When God's people live in harmony with each other, the world will know that we are disciples of God. What does David mean by the word unity? The strong concordance defines the Hebrew word used for unity as one, union, unitedness, together, all together, all together alike. Here we are being reminded that it's a good thing when there is togetherness among the people of God. You see, my friend, when this togetherness exists among God's people, it demonstrates that the Holy Spirit is in control of every single person in the church. It demonstrates that even though we may come from different ethnic backgrounds, with different experiences, God has the power to unite us together in the bond of fellowship. Matthew Henry, in his commentary on this passage of scripture, he said the following, and I quote, Here we see one, what it is that is commended brethren dwelling together in unity, not only not quarreling and devouring one another, but delighting in each other with mutual endearments and promoting each other's welfare with mutual services. Sometimes it is chosen as the best expedient for preserving peace that brethren should live asunder and at a distance from each other that indeed may prevent enmity and strife but the goodness and pleasantness are the brethren to dwell together and so to dwell in unity to dwell even as one as having one heart one soul one interest david had many sons by many wives Probably he penned his psalm for their instruction to engage them to love one another. And if they had done this, much of the mischief that arose in his family would have been happily prevented. The tribes of Israel had long had separate interest during governments of judgment. And it was often of bad consequence. But now they are united under one common head he would have been sensible how much it was likely 
to be their advantage, especially since now the ark was fixed and it is the place of their rendezvous for public worship and the center of their unity. Now let them live in love. Number two, how commendable it is. Behold how good and pleasant it is. It is good in itself, agreeable to the will of God, the conformity of earth to heaven. It is good for us, for our honor and comfort. It is pleasant and pleasing to God and all good men. It brings constant delight to those who do thus live in unity. Behold how good we cannot conceive or express the goodness and pleasantness of it. Behold, it is a rare thing and therefore admirable. Behold and wonder that there should be so much goodness and pleasantness among men, so much of heaven on this earth. Behold, it is an admirable thing which will attract our hearts. Behold, it is an exemplary thing which where it is, it is to be imitated by us with a holy emulation. End of quote. It should be noted that even though David does not highlight how the people of God achieved this togetherness, the Bible is very clear that the Holy Spirit is the only one who can unite us into one fellowship. Therefore, instead of focusing our attention on the development of different strategies to foster and encourage unity in the church, we should emulate what the disciples did during the days leading up to the day of Pentecost. The disciples spent time in the presence of the Lord and prayed for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit into their heart. Once they allowed the Holy Spirit to cleanse their heart individually, then they were all able to receive the Holy Spirit collectively. It is the infilling of the Holy Spirit collectively that created the oneness that Paul talked about in Acts chapter 2. Today, the Lord is reminding us that we need to put away the weapons of warfare from among us and allow the Holy Spirit to unite us. It is time for us to allow the love of God to penetrate our heart in such a way that our lives will change to reflect the image of God. Unless we allow the Holy Spirit to take full control of every single area of our lives individually, we are never going to collectively experience unity that God wants to show to the world. I pray that we will allow the Holy Spirit to take full control of every area of our lives so that we can, He can bind us together with cords of love for each other that cannot be broken. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the word and for reminding us that we need to live together in unity. Father, unite us. Make us one. Work upon our hearts so that we can come together 
and be one in the Spirit and one in the Lord, we pray. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Have a blessed and Holy Spirit-filled day.